0: You can't change
1: my mind. Do you know what it takes to be the next social media sensation? You're looking at some of my best months were 10 dollars to $12,000 months. Teddy has proved that
0: his success isn't just a fluke. With six-figure followings on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and multiple sold-out shows, watch the podcast where Teddy spills everything. I was determined to make content and no one could stop me. As-salamu alaykum, everyone. Today we are unveiling the laughter. We are unveiling the laughter with Rashid Al-Mkawi, known for his engaging content on voting, fashion, shopping and the cost of living. I'd like to introduce Rashid. Welcome to Safi Bros podcast. assalamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam Thank you for having me. It's an honor. <laughs> Hello, Betty. So today we're discussing your success story uh, on the Safi Bros podcast. Uh, uh, let us start uh, with uh, your older days. I think we'd love to start it today with a little video. Can we roll? <laughs> oh, there he is. The question I have is, what were you thinking when you were doing that? <laughs> How
2: old were you?
1: <laughs> In that shot, I was exactly 18, 19? Wow. 18. I would have been 18 because I would have just got on my license. Um, Which school? Pardon? Which school are you going to? Glenroy College, Glenroy better known College. as Box Forest. For well. you, gentlemen. Uh, the Box Forest. Boxy boy. Oh my gosh! Yes. What were you thinking,
0: doing <laughs> that kind of stuff?
1: What was I thinking? Uh, are, you to- are you talking about? Are you talking about the, <laughs> the actual challenge, the introduction, <laughs> the video making? Where do I even start? Like, like, how did you get into that? What were you thinking, doing that? Like, how how did it happen? How'd it happen? So growing up, I was like an avid fan of YouTube. You know, people would sit at home, watch Home and Away, Neighbors, everything else on TV. I was the type of kid that went after school, straight home, and I jump on YouTube. Yeah. Early uh, adopter, yes. we call you. The early yes. adopters of YouTube. Very early adopter. So we're talking front page. You see all the YouTubers, what's trending, what's you know, we're talking early days of YouTube. Wow. And um it was mainly Americans. So I'd sit there and I'd consume all this content from America and um before getting into that obviously <laughs> i used to look i used to watch those videos of americans and i'm like why isn't there anyone in australia making videos like this right oh wow so yeah well first thing i did i was like turned around to a couple of mates that i went to school with at box forest glenroe college were they
2: part of that crew no oh, okay
1: um turn around to them and i'm like man i'm gonna start making youtube videos and they're like you're crazy you know, that's that's an American thing. You know, we don't do that here. Oh, wow. You know, there's no chance of you making a YouTube video and sort of, you know, catapulting that into an audience. Um, and I'm like, all right, cool. If you guys aren't going to do it with me, looks like I'm going to have to do it on my own. Um, I remember finishing a shift at McDonald's at the time and I went to MSY in Pascaval. Yes. Um, the on good the old hill. technology place on yeah. the hill. That's <laughs> it. Rode my pushy down the hill, which was fun. Went in, bought a webcam, rode my pushy up the hill. And then right up home, plugged it in and got the ball rolling. Wow. Yeah. First video, um, consulted a few of the staff members at McDonald's about what what should I talk about? And I think the first video was Facebook rant. It was just me literally just ranting about what's happening on Facebook. Oh, wow. You know, like the way, you know, but people, you know, just being funny and uh, talking about how people utilize the platform and, you know, gained a bit of momentum and obviously being one of the first sort of, let's say, hundred YouTube pe- pe- Aussie people on YouTube. Anything above a thousand views would put you on the front page as trend like video that's trending. And the first day I put it up, I managed to get, I think it was like a thousand seven hundred views, and I was on the front page of YouTube.
2: Oh, and wow. then
1: they like obviously the platform is a discovery tool, so people would go on the front page, and view it, and that compounded over time. With People reaching out and saying, man, you need to do more. The comment section was like, man, that was hilarious. Do more. Had friends messaging me, including the two boys. They're like, that was hilarious. You need to make more.
0: So the ones that didn't support you at the start and think you couldn't do it suddenly believed in you after a while.
1: I think, uh, I don't think it was the fact that they didn't believe in me. I think they didn't believe in themselves and their capabilities. Um, And I think as well, everyone usually when it comes to content online will have that thought in the back of their mind. But what if someone leaves a comment? What if someone says this or, you know, brings up something that, you know, I don't want to talk about, mm. whether it's an in- insecurity mm. or, you know, the way I talk, my, you know, my beard, my name, my this, my that. And, you know, I don't blame them. Like we spoke about earlier, everyone's wired differently, but I was determined to make content and no one could stop me. Amazing. So amazing.
2: So at that age, you still at school, year 11 12 now still?
1: Uh, so at that time I was in year 11, I was 17 years old, um, yeah, just making content. You one didn't know what you went. wanted
2: to do personally, like your career path? You didn't know what you, what, you, what goals you were, you were, but you knew you wanted to make content at that time?
1: I, I had an idea of what I could do, but just content seemed like something that was fun. You know, mm-hmm. like now looking back in hindsight, I'm 30 years old today. And I look back to when I was 17, 16, you know, the one subject that I always excelled in was media. It's just because every time I'd go to media class, people would be choosing choosing it as a throwaway subject. Mm. Was like I'd actually go to the class and you know ask the teacher questions, and you know they'll talk about product placement, marketing, films, the way everything is structured. You know, you know, even like being camera, being centered directly at the front um, of the frame, and just things like that. And I was super curious about it, and I'm just like, man, YouTube is probably the easiest entry point, or I guess for anyone these days, for TikTok and Instagram, is the easiest entry point to making content. Mm. It's never been easier. Yeah, everyone has a phone in their pocket; they yeah. can just take it out make a video, I post it online. was back then it was like, no, I had to go get a webcam, bring it home, make sure the whole house is quiet, (laughs) and then record, edit it with like the, you know, I just tried to be as resourceful as possible. And um, yeah, put it out there and I enjoyed the process. So I'm
0: like, you know what, if I enjoy the process, keep doing it. Question, subhanAllah, like what was it in you that you think at a younger age drove you to do that? Was it? Do you think it was based or was this – was it something that you built or is it something just, was it nature sort of or was it nurtured to become like that? How, how do you think? Were you like sort of nurtured through that world? You've seen it so much or was it something that you just naturally were inclined to?
1: I think it was 50-50. I'll touch on the nature then the nurture. So nature in the sense of like I was just consuming so much of this content that it was like this is the way, if I'm addicted to watching this content, then the way I've got to present content has got to be like this. I don't see... You know, I used to turn on Neighbours or Home and Away. No one used to look like me. They didn't used to talk like me. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You you know, you'd watch The Simpsons or South Park cartoons. Yes. And, you know, they're not like us. They're, you know, it's America, even those cartoon eyes. It's American, right? And I'm just like, man, there's got to be an easier way for someone like myself that looks like me, talks like me. That's you know essentially from the area, mm. and you know that looks like me to you know put something that's more relatable to us to our upbringing. Mm. I don't know. And um, so they had a yeah, strong
0: personal identity from what I can see. Then definitely, so, you yeah, know, yeah. like
1: uh, a lot of people would hold back on their identity of being from the northern suburbs, from the western suburbs, and like no matter where you're from in Australia, yeah, yeah, hundred no, percent. The north and the west is always like seen yeah, we, as we have that these so much suburbs. here, even these days. You know exactly. Like, you know there was always like a bit of shame, secret shame. You know, like every time like the boys wanted to go out, they're like, nah. We'll go out to the city. Don't 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 tell the don't tell the people where where we're from. Tell them we're from Essendon, not so, Broadmeadows. So, yeah, yeah, we're not from Broadmeadows. Tell, tell them we're from Essendon or Mini Ponds. You know, just just make it as clean <laughs> as possible. Whilst for me, Such like true. I always had it in me, I'm like, bro, I'm from Glenroy. Really? You know, like I do not care what like, I care what you say, i own it. This, this is my identity, this is who I am, and I have no shame in saying it. And I think, you yeah. know, I felt like there was that opportunity. You're so
2: right, be... even even us at a young age, you're so right. Yeah, a lot of us used to avoid, <laughs> avoid Camberville. Yeah. Camberville. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm was... from Alstonwick. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: no, you just say anything, you don't look like you're from Alstonwick. Oh, all right, cool. So, um, yeah, <laughs> whilst well, like I just felt so attached to the area and oh, um, the amazing. identity, and I felt no shame. Because at the end of the day, why should you be ashamed from where you're from? You know, people already made us feel ashamed to be where our parents are from. Yeah, we can't even hold an identity of being from the postcode we're from. Yeah. So uh, I, f- I felt that in me. So there, so, there was that. It's amazing. With an uh, so that yeah, so that was that like consuming the content. I had the identity. There was no one like me, so I, ca- I went in on that opportunity. Nurture, in the sense of, I think it was just like you got to throw yourself in the deep end. And you know what? Like I tell everyone, if you open up a business or you make a video, the first one is always going to be the worst one you've ever made. Mm. You're going to make the worst decisions, the worst edits. Like if you watch my first video, even like now I make TikTok and Instagram videos, you look back, my first video on TikTok, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm shaking. (laughs) Like you can see it in the phone, like looking back now. But, you know, Alhamdulillah, 200 videos later, I'm a lot better. I'm a lot sharper and everything. And, you know, I just knew that, you know what? Just like a gym, you get your reps and sets in, and you're just going to get better and stronger. 100%. And that, that's what I did. I love C- can that. I ask, how many in the family? Pardon? How many in the family? In the family, so I've got two younger sisters. Okay, so you're the only yes. boy. Yes, I'm the only boy. Oh,
2: wow. And, and how was mum and dad about you making YouTube videos and walking in and you think, what's, what's this kid doing? You know, I can imagine because back then YouTube was like, what's this guy doing? Yeah, so like, essentially
1: even, you know, we'll go even deeper than that. Even like my friendship group didn't even understand what was going on. Wow. Right, because you tell someone, yeah, I'm going to make YouTube Even now, man, I tell people I make Instagram and TikTok videos. They're like, oh, so how, how do you do that? And I'm like, dude, this is the content you consume every day. And they're like, oh, yeah, all right, cool. You make that and do that. So back then YouTube, explaining it to people, my age was hard. For my parents, they just had no concept of what YouTube is, like no. YouTube, almost like what TikTok is these days. Like, oh, hey, that's for kids. Let kids watch that. You know, yeah. we watch the proper stuff. We watch, you know, Al Jazeera. We <laughs> are, we're, we're watch Al Arabiya and ART. We don't watch none of this YouTube, America. They got their own dish. Stuff. Yes, exactly, man. The dish in the back, and you know that. That for them, everything had to be formal. There was no such thing as informal content where someone like. You know, a 15 year old could, or, you know, at the time being 16, 17, jumping on YouTube and making a video, it's like, why would I want to watch that? Yeah. Whilst now it's like when someone is young, we're actually intrigued. We're like, oh my God. Yeah. Is it, what, a 12 year old's making videos. Uh, a 12 yeah. year old's on Australia's got talent. Yes, you know, yes. uh, people are a lot more open to it because they realize that yeah. talent is, there's an no age to talent. Yes, you know, someone as young know, as possible, someone as old as possible. Man, there are people, content creators now that are over the age of 65. There's a nunna right now making videos.
2: That's right. And, you know, she's
1: gathering a cult following because everyone is like, man, my my grandma passed. She reminds me of her. So they they gravitate towards that. There is no age and there shouldn't be an age. So, you know, we're looking at,
0: SubhanAllah, that, yeah. it reminds me that so we've had a, an older lady on our, one of our TikToks for my pie and coffee. Yes, yeah. And subhanAllah, how many people commented, oh, that's my grandma. That's like my grandma. Yeah. SubhanAllah, and it popped, subhanAllah, but having an older lady talking about our coffee yeah. on, on, on TikTok, subhanAllah. It's crazy. It's amazing. Can I ask, you born in Australia? Or? So born and raised in Australia,
1: did oh. uh, half of my primary school in Morocco. Oh, wow. And then moved back. Okay. So lived about four years, three and a half, four years in Morocco.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Awesome, Alhamdulillah. Awesome. Uh, t- tell us about that experience. How, how did that sort of strengthen your identity? Because you can see, Mashallah, like you got a very strong identity even at a young <laughs> <Thank> age. You. <laughs> how, how did that strengthen your identity? Like,
1: I think it was. I think it was the best thing to happen to me personally. I don't know if my siblings feel the same, but for me personally, like, for like my first year of primary school was here at King Khaled at the time, AIA now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So you know, I went there, and then out of nowhere, I think every immigrant immigrant's parents dream is to make money here, and go back go back home, <laughs> get the house, everything paid for, open up a business there and I'll just live. So I think my parents were in that state of mind of, you know what, we've made enough money to sort of get a house started there. We'll just move back and um, open up a business or we'll continue on with our life. And I think I just got picked up in that and obviously dropped off in Rock. I had no choice, left all my mates here and went there. So it taught me how to start from scratch. Obviously um, the language barrier, because you're, you're talking to someone who's born and raised in Australia the Moroccan dialect isn't a very common dialect, so who can I practice it with Yes, wow. other than my siblings and my parents and maybe some cousins if I do see them? And, yeah, I get dropped there, and then it's like, you know, over there, it's, you know, they only know two things, and it's din and soccer. Wow. That's all they know. So imagine going from Australia where it's, like, a very open market. Everyone's open-minded. Everyone, you know, footy, wow. rugby, tennis, people into different things. So now, like, you're either studying Qur'an or you're playing soccer in the streets. Oh, wow. And I get dropped into that. So, you know, I had to start scratch, make new friends, um, jump into that world and sort of, I guess, rebuild myself and, you know, make new friends, start studying. And, you know, they're like, I'm pretty sure my parents were like, oh, he's already done prep. And they're like, nah, and listen to your son speak, he can't speak, you know, more than three sentences in the Moroccan Arabic dialect, which is Derija. You know, he can't speak three sentences in Derija you got to take him back a year. So that's why I was 17, turning 18 in year 11 when I came back. And, yeah, managed to do a primary school there, learned a bit of French. And then I think after three years and a half, I think my parents sort of turn around and they're like, oh, you know, this is stressful. Not as good as we thought. Exactly. So, you know, I think once that honeymoon phase of the first six months to a year fades off, then you realise, like, you're keeping up. You're keeping up. Like, no, no matter where you are in the world, you know, having money is good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's either you're stressing there or you're stressing <laughs> here, and I think they realized at a point where no, well, we'd rather just stress back in Australia, Subhanallah. and then we ended up moving back.
2: Did you have family here?
1: Um. Yes. Got uh, my mum was born and raised here, and uh, so her whole family is here. Whilst my father had his brother and sister here, and the rest of the family in Morocco. Both Moroccan. Both Moroccan. Yes. Oh. Did you marry know Moroccan? I'm married. i married Albanian. On oh, no way. Yes, in yeah. yeah. oh, wow. yeah. Amazing.
0: J'ai parlé le français? no no, I forgot all. <laughs> uh, No français. Just
1: bonjour, garçon. And garçon. I <laughs> mean, I need a coffee, man.
0: <laughs> and on the point that you said, subhanAllah, you said like most people go to Morocco and they choose Quran or football. Yes. Did you choose Quran or football?
1: I chose both. Um, yeah. When whenever it was too hot for the weather, we we're in the we we're in the masjid studying Quran. Nice. And then when when it was uh, a bit cooler, we'd go out. And honestly, like th- there is that balance of the lifestyle where, you know what, from nine or like you know, like from after fajr, like you sometimes you go in at seven, eight o'clock, yeah. stay there till midday, do quran, yes. and then when the sun is sort of like a bit easier, you go out and play football with the boys. And and I come from a beach town called Asila, and nice. in Asila, you know, it's uh, it's not much going on except for beach. So all wow. we did was get the ball, either on the streets or on the sand playing football.
2: Amazing, yeah, amazing, wow. So t- take us through. Now you're at uh, Glenroy, Glenroy College. College, yeah, man, yeah, making you, YouTube videos, making having YouTube fun. Videos.
1: Um, did you start making money from that? Did you did you did definitely? T- t- how quick was that? Uh, so I think that turnaround for Jimmy me McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I ended up leaving. I ended up staying until I made money from YouTube. Then I was like, all right, cool. And my first paycheck from YouTube was $100 for the month. And I was like, oh, this this is nice. How
2: you know, many videos
1: like, did you do in that month? I had done like it was one a week for six months. So you're looking at probably like 24, 23 videos. Wow. And then the first $100 comes in and then the next month it's $500. And I'm like, oh, you know what? This is compounding. Let me continue on doing it. And I was just making a video a week. And at the end of the day, like you just focus on the step ahead of you, right? I was just making a video a week and, you know, some will go super viral and I guess back then, Super Viral was getting like 100,000 views. Wow. Yeah. And you're talking like early YouTube days, right? Like 100, like just, <laughs> uh, you're talking someone like Justin Bieber would be getting m- like 5 million views. And then oh. you're talking about a kid from the northern, from Glenroy, the northern suburbs of Melbourne, getting 100,000 views. Oh, wow. To put it into perspective. <sighs> yeah, that's, right? that's
2: nice. Yeah.
1: So, you know, just that was compounding over time. And yeah, man. And then around, the time it hit like four figures a month to five figures a month, that's when I met the Janoskians. Oh, wow. And then we collaborated on a whole different project with them.
2: So at that age there, you looked like there you were earning some – Good money, yeah, man. We're looking at my best. You're a good looking bloke there. Don't worry about what Muhammad said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was all right. (laughs) I was a good looking bloke. Head for radio. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: Nah, uh, yeah. So like around there, it was like you're looking at some of my best months were ten to twelve thousand dollar months. Wow. And my poor performing months were like three, four grand a month. Wow. Yeah. So your parents thought you were a drug dealer. (laughs) (laughs) They they just didn't understand the concept of videos, money coming in you've got this cash in your room subhanallah and then they just they just couldn't grasp the concept of ad
2: revenue coming in from and videos how was it at that age you know 19, 18, 10,000 a month your mates are bloody probably on the dole trying to scum you <laughs> like what, what was going what was going yeah, be honest <laughs> that's, that's me I was working yeah. at 18, 19, earning 1000 2000 a week yeah working hard yeah. and my mates were asking me for better money bro you know yeah. what i mean
1: of course, man. I think it will work with more money. Like now in hindsight looking back, you know, more mo- more money, more responsibilities. A lot of people, you know, find the cool to hang out with you. And obviously you're making this money, you wanna look after your boys and you know have the camaraderie when you're young, yeah. right? Gotta look after the boys.
2: No, you think you're too good for us. Yeah, you like money. you
1: know, I remember at the time like Nando's had just hit Australia and it was the big hit. And I remember taking boys to Nando's and it'll be like Right, and a million and there's 30 bucks, right? <laughs> at that time, yeah, right? It's restaurant prices, it's, it's restaurant, it's restaurant, it's restaurant, restaurant prices, prices, right? For, and, for you know, away. if you're taking out four, five, six boys, paying 30 bucks each, and then you're doing it every day. Like, got to a point where, like, I just stopped hanging out at home because, like, oh, the wow. disposable income was coming in. So I'm just like, eh, yeah, spend, 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 spend. And when you've got no financial literacy, it's it's all good and well to make money. But if you don't have the mindset of keeping money. How can I invest there? How can I do things? Yeah, wow. Start doing stupid stuff. The more stupid stuff you do, you attract stupid people. And <laughs> stupid people come into your life. They push you to do even crazier stuff. And you know that's where you start going out clubbing, and then you know you add layers to it. And you know like I never drink alcohol like up until, you know I hit the clubs, and then you know like peer pressure, and then you know you've got this money and the people and the girls, and yeah, you, know, you start saying like all oh, you get start getting surrounded by all this stuff. And then it got to a point where I'm just like, man, I'm earning all this money. I'm essentially just burning it. Like I'm burning through, like how is an 18 year old earning six, seven grand on an average month, just burning through money. I'm getting to the end of the month and I'm like, oh, I swear my YouTube payment comes in on the second of the month. I'm waiting for that. And it's like, like I'm earning, you know, (laughs) six figure a year, right? And I'm burning through money as someone who lives at home, doesn't pay a bill except for his phone.
2: Do you buy nice cars? Do you buy nice. Fancy? Nothing.
1: I just I just bought my first car. Oh, well. That's it. And it wasn't even like anything special. And that was with the help of the family. Then
2: everything got blown.
1: Everything, man. It was just, you know, you're just burning burning yeah. through money. And you're talking yeah. We call
2: the baraka money. No baraka in that there money. Absolutely
1: anyway. no baraka in any of it, man. Zero. Wow. And it feels like the more your intention was in the wrong places, the more it'd get it it, it you'd burn through it.
2: Yeah, yeah amazing, because you
1: man? like if you're like you like it? the mindset that I have now for every you know, 1% or 2% that i earn, i try to give sadaqa. Yeah, sure yeah? that's awesome. that, That's my mindset. Now, back then it was like, nah, man, why give sadaqa when <laughs> I can just pay for my boys, you know, that's the sadaqa, you know, pay for cabs to go to the city and, you know, eat dinner out and you know, <laughs> eat peri-peri chips <laughs> in the city. The yeah, so there was no barakah in the money, obviously, and, you know, you get to a point where you're burning the candles from both ends. Mm. And I'm just looking, this money is coming in. I'm making this video. The creative flow is slowly starting to burn
2: out. Can I ask you that? How how do you, you, at that age, how did you keep up to stay on the top? You know what I mean? Because you're saying you're burning from both ends. How do you keep the content at that level to make sure you're still engaging the, the masses? How do you do that?
1: So the best thing to do, and this goes for any business as well, right? You listen to feedback. Best thing about being probably like one of the main people on YouTube, people will come up to me in the streets, people will comment, people will send me messages and be like, bro, you need to make a video about this. And Mm -hmm. if you're getting 10 of those a day, and I'm like, all right, cool, that's a good idea. You got an idea pool. Yeah, Yeah, I've got an idea pool coming in. And then obviously I'm the creative. So I've got the filter in my mind to be like, ah, that's a stupid idea. Or to be like, man, that's actually a phenomenal idea. I shall speak about that. And it was a mix of current events and also life events. And then you're just, you know, rotating between the two. And then sometimes you make a video so good that people ask for a part two and a part three. And like, there are people that still come up to me today and they're like, bro, you remember those Facebook rants you made? Bro, you need to make a part seven.
2: And I'm like,
1: man, 10 years on. But, you know, Alhamdulillah, the creative flow was there, but towards the end it was just burning out. And then you realise as a creative, you need a team behind you. You know, you need someone to bounce ideas off of. And, you know, I was getting all this money and if I could go back, I'd use that money to recruit someone else and empower them to join my team. Yeah. And, you know, the, in, in turn, creating a job, then be able to pump out instead of one video a week, we can pump out two videos a week and build up off of that. Yes, However, when mind. you're 18, 19, you're an idiot. <laughs> I was an idiot. And, you know, like the people watching this, you're most likely an idiot too. And you might realize that to your thing. <laughs> you don't even know hey, it. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you know. think you're the brains. I got this, man. Yeah, I got this, man. <laughs> it's like, man, my, my first ever bodybuilding coach said to me is like, sometimes you teach the youth ABC and they think they know the whole alphabet.
2: Yeah,
0: and yeah, that's literally,
1: that was literally me no, I knew lot, ABC but way, I didn't man. know the whole alphabet that's on, on
0: that bombshell Guys, we need a Think tank pool. Can you guys put some comments down on what we should be doing? <laughs> Zaka okay, Khair Keep going now <laughs> Any guests, (laughs) just leave them in the comment section. Exactly. uh, Great advice, bro.
2: Great advice. So, you know. So so, so when was it when you burnt out? When was it? Uh, 19,
1: 20? I I hit 19 and then that was after like six months of making videos with the Janice. So tell
2: tell us a bit about these guys. So these
1: boys literally came up to me at Glenroy Station and they're like, we want to make YouTube videos like you. How do we do it? So they approached you? They approached me. Two brothers approached me at Glenroy Station at 11.30 at night. I'm pretty sure they're half Italian, half Aussie. I'm pretty sure. And um, they approached me and said that. And I'm just like, look, man, you just got to make videos. you just got to press record and make funny stuff. They're like, yeah, we've done a few things. Check it out. I checked it out and I just said to them, man, no offense, it's it's shocking. You're not going to get views like this. I'm like, but you know what? You boys are from Glenroy. I'll make you a promise. If you make a video that can make me laugh, I'll share it on my page. And then... I think they sort of went back to the drawing board and that motivated them to be like, all right, cool, let's get our first big, you know, breakthrough, right? You know, it'll be like, for example, being a basketball player and then Shaquille O'Neal say like, this guy's the up and coming guy. Yeah, you wow. You know, so they were like, all right, cool, we're motivated to make videos. And then the, one of the first video they made was that impressed me was awkward train situations where it was like a prank where they put people in awkward situations in trains. They sent that to me. I watched it and I laughed and I shared it. I shared it and it went so viral, it ended up on the news. Oh wow! Because now all the people that watch me watch that, and obviously it's very different to what I did, which was like just face directly to the camera. Whilst then was a bit more pranky. Oh, a bit more skinny. Yeah, a bit more skinny. A bit, a bit more, more skinny, skinny Before skits. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, they had yeah, a definitely. huge following. Definitely. And um, what was your YouTube uh, following at that time? At that time, we're talking hundred thousand onwards.
2: Wow. Yes.
1: So very. And very how long did time. that take? Uh, that was a time frame of a year and a half. All up, and yeah. half. but after two years of making videos, that's when I started constantly uh, doing a video a week, a video a week. Some religiously, religiously, it was like a TV show. Like, I gotta pump, I gotta get a video out. And my aim was to get a video out every Sunday. Why I release a video on Sunday, everyone's gonna go to school on Monday and talk about how good that video was. And that was my word of mouth advertising. Hello, good thinking, but yeah. No, and you it? know, the people that watched me were 15 to 25, so I was like, all right, cool, these people are at school, uni. What are they going to do on Sunday night? They're going to watch my videos. And if it makes them laugh and delivers on the value that I can make them laugh, yeah. they'll pass that on to their friends. And then their friends on the Monday will go home, uh, watch it, and then they will trickle down. And then you can see the viewership just skyrocket, then flatline, and then Monday go up, then Tuesday go up a little bit, and then slowly, slowly die down. Wow.
0: So, 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 so yeah. subhanAllah, your intention worked.
1: Definitely, man. Like you, you got to be calculated, you know. That's it's awesome. it, it's, one, I- it's one thing to make good content. But if you don't have if you don't strategize
2: before it, then there is little to no point. Can I ask well like like as a forty six year old man, mashallah, you can see that at a young age you're very talented, mashallah. And in in the right space with the right guidance, you probably would have been a powerhouse at those times. Did you have anyone that you could lean on? I think we have a lot of youth that have capacity and ability, because you touched really on a point thing. Which really hurt me because, Mashallah, you know I don't know you. I've never met you. It's first time we've met, alhamdulillah. But I see so much talent that could have been nurtured, Allah Akbar, And but it seems like you didn't have the right people around you to say, hey, or mentors, or you know, or, or people. You, you you were pretty much innovating things that weren't been done before. You know what I mean? Or having somebody that said, yes, you can do it.
1: I believe in you. Of course. I think when it's when it's just an idea or a concept no one like no one, wants to give you that support, right? If I want to open up a burger place tomorrow and i turn to you boys and say, hey, boys, I want to open up a burger place, I can just reach out by DMing you on Instagram or, yeah. you know, emailing or even just calling the shop and like, hey, can I speak to the owner? Yeah, yeah. There's the owner the, there. The, yeah, I want to open up a burger place. <laughs>
2: the funny one is, that can you have your suppliers? I'm like, no, yeah. that's not the way it's done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Essentially, right? Uh, you know, things have become so easily, information is so accessible. Yeah. So now it's at the point of if, you know, if if you don't reach out, it's just ignorance at this point, right? Because the information is there. Yes. Oh, well. Whilst back then it's just a concept, you can't make videos on YouTube. Who are you? You're just a kid, mm. essentially a teenager from the northern suburbs. Who do you think you are? And I think that was the one thing that really hurt me from the community at the time was mm. who do you think you are? And every time like someone like a group of five friends and three of three of them will turn around and be like, oh man, I watch your videos, you're hilarious. They'll turn around to their friend and their friend will look at them and be like, Bro, do, you, do you know who this guy is? And then they'll be like, oh, nah, you know, like why, why are you guys going crazy? And and like whatever, right, you know, not everything is made for everyone. And then they'll turn around almost like and be like, "Ah, oh, all right, cool. You know, my mates acted like that. you like, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, like I'm just making content, making funny videos like, it's you know. And so there's always that and there's also no one in my field. Uh, there was no DMs back then where I could just message uh, you know another youtuber they're in America. Mm. They're not in Australia. you know I'm trying to pave a way that isn't built. you know, it was just like back in the days where you tell someone, oh yeah, I'm gonna live in Craigieburn. they're like, are you dumb There's not even roads there. <laughs> so I was I, I had a vision Subhanallah. that no one had no. and that and doing something that no one has done. so who do, who who do I reach out to? I don't know. So you know what's the easiest way to do? because but well, I saw it more money coming in more problems coming in, what, do I go to America to sort of pursue that sort of next level layer? Mm. Then again, you hear the, the American story. Someone goes to LA, they get chewed up, spat out, then they come back home and, you know, they can't live with themselves because mm. they've lived such a high yes. lifestyle that coming back to Glenroy isn't appealing anymore. Or, you know what, do I just take a step back and, you know what, figure out who I am as a person a and build up off of that. So I took that step back. Amazing. Was that a hard decision? Very hard decision. The first six months were probably the most challenging time of my life, man. Because you're going from people consistently asking you for videos, but you're telling them you stopped. And then you've got people coming up into the street, but like, oh, yeah, I remember you, you used to be that guy that used to make videos. What do you do with yourself now? And it will never be in a respectful manner. It will always wow. be like, oh, yeah, I remember you back in the days. You used to that do had all been. of that stuff. Yeah, there had been. <laughs> And, you know, it hurts, oh, wow. right? Because yeah, no one will even give you the respect, you know, right? If if you were a builder who built, you know, like or invented something, they'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, man, back in the days, this guy was very honorable, did yeah, something mm-hmm. epic. Whilst for me, it was like, oh, yeah, I remember you used to be funny back in the day. I used to watch you when I was a kid. Ha, ha, ha. What do you do with yourself now? Nothing. And it was like, you know, I was still trying to figure out yeah. what I'm going to do with my life. Wow. And, you know, but Alhamdulillah, I took that step back because I knew I was either going to get chewed up and spat out or I take that step back, figure out who I really am and focus on my life as an individual rather than I spent two years pleasing a
2: crowd but I never really did anything for myself. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah, Subhanallah you touch on a story. My sister, she lives in Dubai and she she runs an expat netball team and this influencer reached out. She's got about 7 million followers and she goes, can I come and play? And then she goes, Where'd she come from? She's an expat, she's an Aussie. Livings in Dubai, you know, fancy lifestyle, everything else. And she goes, Yeah, hello, Salah, come. So she came and played netball with the girls, <clears throat> and halfway through the game, she's on the sidelines crying. Profusely. And she's telling me the story. And she's like, eh, Maybe one of the locals upset her, said something silly. Hello, Alam. I'll speak to her after the game. And after the game, she took her out for a coffee, is everything all right? She goes, this is the most ever I've ever filled a life. She goes, for the past six years I've been living a fake life. She goes, this is the first time I've felt I'm doing something for myself and no one watching. Mm. And she's like, and my sister goes, but you, I seen you the other day at the Hilton taking a photo eating your, your, your gold steak. Yeah. She goes, I don't know who I am anymore. I've lost myself. So just touching on that story because I've heard it before, but you're saying it from a... Of course, it's very easy to lose yourself. It's very easy to
1: lose, to like get off a path that you were initially on where at the start you've got this hunger of, you know what, I'm going to reach 10,000 subscribers. All right, come I'm going to reach 50,000. I'm going to reach 100,000. And then it got to a point where YouTube sent me a gold plaque for 100,000 subscribers. I got it and I'm like, oh, man, that's amazing. Put it in the, you know, the hard hard trash that they pick up once a year. Put it there because it didn't matter to me. It was like always onto the next thing. And I never really like just sat back and reflected, bit like, oh my God, look what I've created for myself. How can I empower other people mm. to jump on board and do the same thing? Wow.
0: And I think that's the lack of celebration. I think a lot of Muslims, you know, somehow we, we, we lack the capacity to celebrate our achievements and feel proud of ourselves and yeah. bring people, you know, with us to feel like, and, and you know what I mean? I, I, I've seen that so many but times. We, we know yeah. how to put each other down. That's yeah. For sure. it's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah. And we talk about it a lot, especially in today's times, you know, like yeah. we hit some major milestones and, and it's like just another day. And it's like, why aren't we celebrating? Because celebration gives us more motivation. It gives us more focus. It gives us more ability. Mm. And mm. subhanAllah. And sometimes
1: just sharing that small win with someone, can can push you to the next thing, yeah, yeah. you know. See, well, like, you know, if you don't pray, just start off by praying in the morning. Amen. Do your first prayer. Amen. All right, cool. N- next day, oh, can you get the morning prayer and do it? All right, beautiful. Celebrate that. If you, yeah. After that, 100%. asad, and then you slowly compound and these little wins. Compound and whilst you're there, celebrate it, That's share true. it with the people, and you know what? If you're surrounded by good people, they'll celebrate your wins with Amen. you. In there.
2: Can I ask a uh, top end of town now, earning ten to fifteen thousand a month? stopped everything, how many mates did you lose? I think uh, th- True you mates. You, anyway. you,
1: you can't lose mates that were never your mates from the start and had your true intention and like the near to be your mates from the start, right? Wow. And I think you realise that a lot of people are friends out of convenience. Yeah. I call them the sucklers. <laughs> that's, that's, that's to an extent, right? Like you realise that when you leave high school, you're only friends with those people because you're hanging around the same place from nine to three every day. You've got commonality. You know, when when you're out clubbing every weekend, those girls and guys they're hanging around with, they're only your friends because you guys go to the same place every weekend. They're not your actual friends. You know, the the real friend is, you know, when your car battery dies on Hume Highway and you can call (laughs) them at three in the morning and be like, hey bro, I need a jump start. They're your mates. Something Mm -hmm. as small as that. You know, as parents ourselves, the the person you can turn to in, in an emergency to be like, hey, I'm in an emergency. Can you look after my kids? That's a true friend. Yeah. You know, when you're if you're single and you know don't have any kids and not much responsibility, the person that you can turn to in a stressful time, that's a true friend. Mm. So, you know, like looking back at the time I thought I lost friends, but really I did, you can't lose what you don't have. Well,
0: yeah, yeah? Kind of yeah,
1: and it, it took me a while to to, find to like yeah, to like really like let that sit with me, yeah. right? Because you're talking about going out every weekend with these people yeah. and you know you like you you're doing Not not necessarily like I never did drugs or anything like that, but it was just like going out and having the high of, you know, like being out about lights, Mm. music, you know, Mm. like spending time with people and different conversations Mm -hmm. and everything. And then you go to a point where like, all right, cool. I don't want any of that. And then it's like, uh, so what do I do now? Mm. And then you're trying to stay away from all of that. And, you know, there's this weird thing in Australia where, unless you're drinking or gambling, what is there really to do? And then you start sitting there thinking, and I'm just like, SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah, like, what is there to do in this country? Like, what am I doing with myself? And it was tough, man. It was a tough reality to face, but sometimes you just got to, like pers- like, obstacles the way. You just got to go through it.
0: So as a moment, like, so you found yourself in the moment because yep. a lot of us are always thinking about the future or the past and yep. suddenly in the moment. Would it Dean play a big part in that to, to help you and strengthen you? Like was it was it Dean or was it family? I, I
1: think at the time it was family, and the good like the good thing about being from a Muslim family, they'll always tell you, you know, like yeah. you're doing you're doing all of this, but you know what? If you're not praying five times a day, if you're not fasting, if you're not doing this, what does all of this matter? Mm. But when you're young, you know A B C, you think you know the rest of the alphabet. Nah, relax, don't worry. no, nah, relax, don't worry. no, nah, relax, don't worry. When I put my intention, so I left. I went back to study, you know, worked different places, got different experiences, traveled. You know, saved up a bit of money, traveled to Morocco, experienced a different life where no one knows me as who I am. Mm. Sometimes you got to take yourself out of that circumstance to be like, all right, cool.
0: A different environment plays no, a huge role, man. Huge role.
1: One hundred percent. You know, you could be, you know, the top dog. And then you go somewhere where no one even knows you or even cares about right. you, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're faced with a reality, and that's where character is developed. That's Al
0: Ghazali's story. Uh, Al Ghazali was the greatest of scholars, and he left all that, and then he went to Syria, and nobody knew him. And it's how amazing, and he became even better scholar.
1: Definitely, that's and it. that was, um, yeah, that that was the most, you know, like, oh. sort of eye-opening moment in my life. And then, like I said, you go from that. How do you tell someone who's earning ten grand a month, "Hey man, go work for fifteen dollars an hour"? <laughs> and you know what? You're answering to me. You're answering to me. If you wanna, if you wanna call in sick, you gotta talk to me. If you wanna take a day off, you gotta talk to me. If you know you're gonna organize something with a supplier, it has to go through me. And I sort of just took that massive step back. Alhamdulillah, I had a few good Muslim brothers that I'm still friends with till today. And that was sort of, you know, just keeping me in line and just focusing on everything. Oh, no, that's crazy! And once I came back from Morocco, I knew, all right, cool. You know, I'm not about that life. How, will, I, how old are you now? Monet. how uh, old are you now? Sorry. I, I'm 30. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no I, in at at that. Okay. so I was 23. 23, not married yet. 23, not married. So you're talking two, three years of self-discovery and just like working and putting up with those conversations like oh I remember you oh yeah you look like that guy they used to make YouTube videos yeah, oh so what are you doing I with yourself know. oh what are you doing behind the coffee machine <laughs>
2: oh, you know
1: so you're having those type of big conversations big nuff, nuff squeeze eh? 100% and you know what you know I took it on the chin every single time nice. why because like I said when you put in that spot that's where characters develop I mean, and uh, every single day the chink on the armor chink every single conversation I had was just the chink on the armor chink 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 so, chink chink came back from Morocco I was a barista at the time and that's when I met my now wife. Nice. And so I met really, her. the reality
2: is Nasib was waiting for you from that chipping. And
1: you never and you never know what bad luck could have stopped you from worse luck.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. If I went down that path, there would be nothing of what I have now. From alhamdulillah being married and having daughters. Love. I'd have none of that if I didn't go through that. And yeah. that's why I always tell everyone the obstacle is the way. You know, every time you're facing a strong You know, challenge or a pushback, you just got to keep pushing through. Mm -hmm. And um, I met my wife at the time. And, you know, the first two, three months, I was like, man, is this even like in a. Because you're at a point where you've just done so much self development, all you care about is yourself. And then when someone comes to compliment that, you find the hard, right? Because you're always like, "Uh, yeah, this is probably going to be one of those things in a month from now, we're going to stop talking to each other. And then I just wasted my time, she wasted her time, and then it is what it is. And then after three months of talking to her, I put Mania in my head. I'm like, this is the woman that I want. If I have kids, this is the woman I want them to look up to. I'm going to marry this woman. That same day, I went home. I had work early the next day. I got to work. This guy comes up to the front counter and is just like, hey, man, Like, you've been making my coffees for the past six, month, uh, six months. So, man, you make an amazing coffee. I'll work at the airport and I'll run the cafes there. Would you like to come work with me? And I'm like, yeah, like what's the pay? And it's like, oh, whatever they're paying you here, I'll give you double. Wow. And then that's when I'm like, all right, cool. I've put my knee that oh, this is the woman I want to marry. How can I do that? I've got to buy a ring. <laughs> need to double you know, your pay. Exactly. I need to double my pay <laughs> and, uh, you know, but like, you know, the mahar and organize all of that. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll come in for a trial. Went in for a trial and then, like I said, you put your intention in the right place. And God, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just, you know, Allah just Allah everything Allah your yeah. way, everything falls into place. Amen. And then from then I put my head down and there was nothing that can stop me every single day, 12-hour shifts at the airport, clocking them in, clocking them in. I told my parents, I'm like, this is a woman I want to marry. And I was just, you know, putting in the Allah. work and, you know, re- maintaining a relationship with her. I told their mother, like, hey. I'm coming off 15 bucks an hour to this, so I need I need some time to save up money. You know, I just tra- I just got back from Morocco. so I blew all my money. I want to marry your daughter. Oh please, just give me time. <laughs> don't, like, don't, don't accept anyone else. <laughs> please just wait for me. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I'm trying to do the right thing, Amazing. but you got to you got to give me time to do the right thing. You know, I'm not. And a lot of a lot of youth these days, man. You know, they're worried about these people on the internet that are saying oh, hundred thousand mahar yeah. or ten thousand yeah. mahar or like whatever. You know, like all these little intricacies. And it's like, man, if you put your near in the right place. Trust me man Allah The the barakah will fall from from the sky man You never know man You know I've seen people With tables turn So quickly Like you'll see something happen Right in front of you And all it takes is like That one piece of the puzzle In their life to change And you know Like I said The more self development I was doing The more I was realising that You know Turning to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Is just going to add more blessings To your life man That two minutes of prayer Like literally Every single book that I read Every single motivational video That I watched what they'll tell you, ah, oh, you know, to be successful, you need to wake up early. If you're gonna wake up early, what are you gonna do? Pray pleasure <laughs> Ah, oh, you, you know, to, to have a really good life, you gotta meditate. What's meditate? <laughs> pray. Yeah. You're praying five times a day. you Get five times a day. Amen. I Amen. I to sit back and meditate. All right. What else do you need to be successful? Ah, yeah. oh, you know, you, you should get in business, make money. You know, one one of the be- one of the best things to do in life to empower yourself and empower other people. Make money to support your community. Tijara. Yeah. Get into that and do 100%. well and you know and like a lot of people are like facing <clears> this <throat> like secret shame of oh you know no I don't want to work for someone I don't want a thing and yeah. it's like dude you're no one <laughs> you're no one you know and until you get that experience you are no one and <laughs> oh, you know right. what I mean even if it means right like alright cool you want to do something you love work for free until until you're worth the value because yeah, at yeah. the end of the day you're paid for your value you're not you know like people say oh yeah but I can get $35 an hour alright cool you're getting $35 an hour but what what that job does to your nephews? It's not worth it, you know what I mean? So, you know, I just put my intention in the right place and I just
2: kept digging at it. I had a profound moment as well. I was 21, I think. We went to Tony Robbins' seminar in Sydney. And some of the elite from that that particular seminar, they had a group meeting in Melbourne. So we're talking about I'm 21, they're all over 40, all multimillionaires. And this guy gets up, you know, Rolex watch, tailored suit, young, go-getter. Gets up and says, guys, we had the best thing since spice bed. And everyone's like, they're waiting for Bitcoin. Back in then, there was no such thing Bitcoin, but they're waiting for that next thing to make, what, 10x. Got money. Sh- He gets up, he goes, guys, you need to get 10% of your wealth. Free sabi lila. Didn't say free sabi lila, but in the sake of giving. Yeah. And I guarantee you 10 folds back. 10 fold return. And... Everyone's looking in this room. But they're all already millionaires, bro. So this Jewish lady got up. She goes, I'm worth $30 million. Do you know what 10% of that is? She goes, you're not increasing me. You're decreasing me. And he goes, I don't know what happens in the cosmos, but I guarantee you tenfolds. And I'm thinking, Sadaqah Rasulullah. He's been telling us Muslims, give a dollar in charity, but what's profound in this hadith that he's saying, it is guaranteed for them. They're not Muslim. They get it this world. Of course. We might not. Yeah. We, we're guaranteed maybe or no. They're guaranteed. And that's when I knew a profound that these guys are using our deen, which is wake up for fajr, make sure you start your early prayer, make sure you do affirmations. Instead of using la ilaha illallah, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest, I will be rich, I will be rich. They're using affirmations for the dunya.
1: You know, like I, I I said this joke in my stand-up comedy show and I'm, and it flew over a lot of people's head. That's when I realised the crowd is, wasn't Muslim. And I just said, you know, manifesting is just dua for white people.
0: <laughs> that, like that's all it literally
1: is, man. You speak things into existence, it's just say oh, Allah, you know, like just manifest it. That's literally just dua. That would have went I, whoosh. Completely. Yeah. And, you know, you get some people that laugh and I'm just like, you know, that was like a really profound moment when I realized that like wow. everything that they self-development, motivational seminars, masterminds, whatever you want to yeah. call them, it's literally the din in
2: English,
0: <laughs> <laughs> in the Queen's English. That's all it is. And
1: that's when I sort of like, all right, Crazy. cool, man, I've got to buckle down and, you know, take a right back, strip every layer off. And if I want to, you know, to, to get where I want to be, I've got to become the person that's deserving of that. I mean, I mean. Got married, had kids, best thing best thing I ever did in my life. You know, I, everyone tells me I got married super young. Till this day, I'm adamant it's the best thing I've ever done.
2: Inshallah.
1: Um, You know, having my daughters, best thing that's ever happened to me. If you, to, if you told me I could relive that moment in the labor room with both girls, Inshallah. I just have to give away everything, every follower, every dollar <laughs> that I've made, all my accounts, I'll give it all Inshallah. back. Just to experience that again because it was the greatest moment of my life. Inshallah. And I think the one thing that they don't talk about is that newfound respect for your, or mothers, yeah, especially man. your own mother, yeah, in man, that man. moment. Because yeah, after man. that baby comes out and you hear that first cry, goosebumps.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: you curse yourself for ever, ever raising your voice at your mother. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, then <laughs> wow. since then, just, you know, put my head down and just focus on myself, building myself and, you know, just sort of, it's amazing, bro. you know, like at the end of the day, if you don't work on yourself, like most people, you just, when you speak to them, you start realizing that they're just a reflection of what's within. Yeah. Right, if you and there's another saying in Moroccan like, sometimes people's character is worn on their face.
2: Oh, wow. you know if
1: someone's a bad person, you can usually <laughs> see it in their yeah, face. Yeah. And what do people say? Oh, someone's energy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah.
1: then and that's when I'm like, all right, cool. If I'm not the person, I want my kids and my wife to look at and be like, wow, this is a leader. You know, like the prophets. Everyone, you know, like Sallallahu Alaihi and people used to look at them look at him and be like oh my you know this this is one that's gonna lead us if i can't lead my own family i'm not deserving of having a following of three hundred thousand plus so you know all starts within and then we project that onto the community intention is so powerful isn't it intention
0: is the key for everything without intention we get lost with intention we have focus and we have outcomes and we have SubhanAllah, Barakah. We have everything that comes with that, SubhanAllah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. amazing, 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 amazing journey, journey, brother. Yeah. Thank awesome. you, man. And uh, I
1: think one of the one things in the youth going back to intention is a lot of people speak negative stuff about themselves, but they don't realise that stuff comes, you know, you're just manifesting it to yourself. They don't
0: even notice they're talking negative themselves. Yeah, yeah. of course. They don't yeah. even notice that. Yeah. You know, they say, you know, I'm this and I'm that and I'm that, and they're manifesting that in themselves through the words they use. Or when
2: you ask somebody, you know, are you going to – start A or B, and he says to you, inshallah, usually that means no in our D now. It's changing because my kids always say to me, when I'm Bob, can you take a swimming? I say, inshallah, that means no, Bob, that means no. <laughs> and I'm like, but the language they use to themselves is, is amazing that, you know, we speak about that at the retreat, You know, you know, maybe – Definitely I done. I might. What's the success rate of those things? I'd like to. I'd love to. to. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Like yeah. I tell everyone, it's all good or well to say inshallah, but if you don't put in the work, it's never going to come yeah. to you.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: you yeah. can sit there, make dua for the best exam scores. But yeah. if you're not studying your right. backside that's... off, you're not going to get those exam scores.
2: Oh, amazing. <laughs> so take us through now. Alhamdulillah, you, you, you've you left the the, the, the dunya <laughs> and now you've gone, you know, alhamdulillah, family, married. What made you get back into the. The Coliseum, as i and Ahmed say. The Coliseum. Jump back on the horse. Going back to being the man in the arena. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Caesar say yes or no? Pretty much, man. Uh, so
1: to get back into being the man in the arena, I remember during the last lockdown. So obviously Melbourne, we copped it quite hard. Heavy. And then we had like, what, seven lock- six, seven lockdowns in that last one. I remember, man, like my wife would be showing me videos on TikTok or I'd see videos on TikTok. And I'm just looking at all these people, you know, doing, doing well, man. I'm super happy for them. And I remember thinking, like, there was a bit in me doing thinking, like, man, you know what, this is something I should you know, just give it one more try. And I have, Like, have it in me. Yeah. And, you know, like, where, like when you have that passion, you know, the fire might be dim, but it can always come back up yeah. if you give it the right fuel. And I remember watching videos, and I'm like, you know what, I'll give it a crack, you know, have a laugh. And, you know, there's always that joke, especially, like, when you don't do it for, like, seven, eight years. So you still had your accounts or no accounts? No, no accounts. This is ground
2: up. What
1: happened to your accounts? It's still there. It's still there. Uh, my YouTube account is still there and everything. The old but ones? My old ones, yes. You started a new version. I still haven't gone back on YouTube. So I went back on TikTok and Instagram, Instagram only. And I'm just like, you know what? It's just easier. TikTok's for kids. I don't think my type of messaging is going to sit well with kids. Mm. You know, t- What's the stereotype with TikTok? You yeah. go on there, girls dancing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's all it is. I'm mm-hmm. just, I had that same ignorant mindset. And this is what I mean, man. You manifest it. You put things into your own mind That's that, that aren't even a reality. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it into my own mind. I'm like, nah, TikTok is a waste of time. From, ze- from zero? From zero. Just the people who know me from my actual jobs. But why why don't you use that landing pad that you had? Why don't you use that landing pad that you already had? So with the algorithm, the way it works, if something is dead and inactive, you cannot bring it back. It's super hard. Wow. Super, super hard, especially if you haven't posted for eight years. Oh, wow. And then you also got to remember the people that followed me eight years ago, they probably have new accounts, number one. Number two, I didn't grow up with them, right? Mm. So they've probably got different interests now. You know, someone's into horse riding, they're not going to watch me talking about life. They're going to be like, oh, no, I'll go on YouTube to watch horse riding. SubhanAllah. So I left it completely. I started with the network that I have. Nice. And then first video put up. Did all right, you know, good friends, a bit of nostalgia, people sharing it. Oh, look, he's making videos again. And I remember... Getting a few people within family friends i won't be too specific I turn around and they're like bro you're a dad you can't be making videos like this like you used to you know like you, it's all puppy. You, you're you're grown up you're you know you're you're all grown up now you know you can't be making videos subhanallah so the first chink in the armor right there <laughs> the obstacles the way i'm like no i'm gonna keep making videos man like it's all right man if you think it's for kids if you think i'm doing it because i genuinely enjoy talking to the camera Editing it, like I don't think people understand how passionate I am about talking to the camera, editing it and putting it online. Like wow. I'm so passionate about that. So I upload the first few videos on Instagram. TikTok is for kids. It is what it is. People are telling me you're a grown up man, you're a dad. You can't be posting videos. I'm like whatever. The obstacle is the way, another chink in the armor if the, the guys you played footy with come up to you now and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to try and play with Buddy Franklin. You're going to be like, ah, oh, man, you're in your 40s. Take it easy. But the good thing about content, it's evergreen. And it doesn't matter what age you are. You can always get into it. And I just saw the vision all over again. And after the first three, four videos, I'm like, no, nah, this, this, this has got potential. On my fifth video, someone did super well on my Instagram. So well, I mean, well in terms of like back then. It did so well that someone took that video off of my page and put it on their TikTok. Complete stranger, different name, like no name, like user11287910. Wow. Put it on their page and they got 500,000 views on TikTok and the comments are like, bro, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Wow. And that's when the switch happened in my mind because people were sending it to me on TikTok being like, bro, I didn't know you made this new account. Like, what are you on about? I don't post on TikTok. And then when I saw that, I'm like, all right, cool. TikTok is craving this. They're not, you know, then people are sick of seeing the same stuff. Mm.
0: Maybe it's my time to rise. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 100%. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course. Force that guy to put on his TikTok so to wake you up and say, come down this
1: road. Some Sometimes <laughs> sometimes your prayers are through answer, answered through other people. Amen, amen, yeah? amen. So sometimes you could be wishing for something. Amen. And, you know, that's why... Even nowadays, I give time to everyone because you really never know that one person could make that little switch and the trajectory completely changes. There's
0: a saying that I say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us something because we wish that something for someone else so bad that he gives it to us. It's amazing, subhanAllah. (laughs) That's very true.
1: So that was the beginning of the TikTok era. Wow. And that's it. Been uploading ever since and now it's been two years. And there's like no
0: How consistent like are you now?
1: Now to two to three videos a week. A very bad week for me is one video a week. A very bad week. Uh, By bad, I mean like I'm just either super busy or just like, you know. And uh, you were no doing motivation. stand-up as well? Yes. So last year I managed to leave my full-time job. Well, Alhamdulillah. What were you we um, doing then? What were you we doing? I was a gym manager for Derriman Gym. Uh, no I ended up leaving. And it was around the same time I got an offer to do a stand-up comedy tour. I left that job. Stand-up comedy tour, negotiation fell through. Wow. Yes. So imagine being told like, oh, you know, you're going to do all these shows. This is your earning potential. This is what we can do for you. This is what we can't do for you. And then I leave my job only for them to turn around. Oh, So both of us turn around, but like we actually can just can't come to a negotiation.
2: Wow. So
1: the conclusion, that was the conclusion. And I just looked at my wife and I'm like, oh no, what do we do? And then... KO Sports come up with a long-term partnership and pretty much saved me for that six months during the footy season Supposedly. until I can figure out what I need to do. However, that came out of nowhere? That I've always done one-off things, but I've never done like a 6 month with them. Mm, yeah, I and I think the potential of content creation and like these companies reaching out. Sometimes, man, you just got to do good work. Yeah, and this is what I try and tell people. Sometimes your good work has to be that one free job that you do. Or, you know, you promise someone 80 and you give them 100, mm. right? Sometimes, you, you know, you got to under-promise and over-deliver. Oh, wow. And every single job that i got, you know, a lot of – if there's one thing that I learned from back in the days, you don't take it for granted. Mm. You know, these companies are relying on me as much as I'm relying on them. Oh, wow, yeah. And if I can't give them more than they can give me, then I don't want to work with you. Oh, wow. And every oh, single that's... deal that I get now, I vet. And every single time I vet these deals, I turn around to them and I say, what well, would we'll make it a win for you? Yeah. That is no, the key. I always ask, what would make it a win for you? Because if it's not reciprocal in the sense of, like, it's going to be a win for me, maybe monetary, yeah. Yeah. you know, make a bit of money, you know, maybe I'm going to make a funny video. But if they're getting nothing out of it, then that's oh, a dead-end yeah. relationship.
0: And it's good to have, I think what you're doing is, you're, you're, you're setting the, the marker there, the target, you know what I mean? At least, because subhanAllah, in every every deal that we do, yeah. uh, we need to know what is the point that we, we need to hit, you know, as a partnership, or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. What is that margin or whatever it is, you know? SubhanAllah. That's Definitely. amazing. That's yeah. just beautiful. That, Definitely.
1: You know? And I think a lot of brands are super hesitant to work with people that look like us. Like, yes. oh, I think people do not realise that, you know, there's always the joke of, <laughs> yeah. you know, or, you know, they're a bit rowdy. Yes. You know, yes. do we trust to fly him out to do a three-day thing here? Yes. You know, mm. are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? So, you know, i in, I'm super conscious in every decision that I make that the ones that come after me, that they're going to have full trust in them to do the work and deliver oh, the work it's so just as good as me. So whenever I, I do do any deal, it's a representation, not just for me, but for our people. And I that's, that's the way I look at it. Because Amazing. at the end of the day, Brett, there are hundreds of content creators that we can pull out on TikTok right now. How many of them
0: are degenerates? There's a compromise in this panel. There's a lot of compromises. Right?
1: And you're just like, man, this is what people see from our community. Yeah. You know, I just want to be that beacon of hope where it's Mm. like, you know what? Look at this guy. He's a good Muslim brother. He's a father. He's a husband. You know, know, he he does well by by the people that he works with. And I do well by my own audience. You know, if if you realize I don't even swear in my content, that's how conscious I am about everything that I do, just because, like, I don't want it to be. I don't want ever, anyone to ever point the finger and be like, yeah, I always knew you guys were like you this. sell
0: out. Mm. You sold out your din. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, definitely. For, like, for the gambling money. Yeah, of course, man. And, you know, like, and, uh, uh, as I was telling you gentlemen earlier, man, it
1: is so hard to do comedy, entertainment, anything content creation with a haram just come, like, gets thrown at you. Like, some of the offers that get thrown and I'll, like, I'll go as far as saying, like, I had a gambling company reach out for a six-month deal. Or six figures, wow. wow! Just to tell my audience, like, hey, this is the this is the punt that I'm going to have this weekend. So, you should jump oh, wow, on it too. Wow. Oh. Right.
0: Promoting haram, exactly. Hello,
1: and and people and people get upset at me when I do something like a red rooster deal or something so yeah. basic, or like I did something with Coles Express, and people are like, oh, you sell out. You did this for (laughs) you, you took money for Coles Express (laughs) because people only see the things I say yes to, Mm. they don't see what what I say no to. to At the end of the day, that's that's between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amen. Right? I'm not going to sit here and brag, that's just one perfect example. But there is for every deal I say yes to, there is probably like four or five that I say no to because I know it's going to have an effect on my community, my audience, and more importantly, myself because I want to be able to go to sleep at night knowing that. You know, Ivo doesn't put his life savings on a punt that, oh, Teddy said it's going to be a good <laughs> yeah. idea. So I'm going to put it on that because you got to remember, yeah. when you're an influencer, there is a responsibility for yeah, others. And some yeah. people don't realize the power that they have. Yeah, Alhamdulillah, man. I experienced that when I was younger for me to know yeah. Yeah. what I am doing now. And maybe I had to go through all of that that I did when I went younger and go through the chinks in the armor. And you know, have those humbling conversations to turn around and become the, the man I am today.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I'm super proud of it. And on, you know, people are like, "Oh, you know, don't you ever look back at your videos and cringe or anything?" And I'm like, "That's what growth is. Growth <laughs> is looking back and cringing because I'm not the man that I used to be. I'm nothing like that. You know, you'll never catch me doing any of that stuff or saying any of that stuff. Why? Because oh, I'm grown."
2: Maybe, amazing, uh, bro. Amazing. amazing huh? Take us through that Red Rooster situation. So what happened? You bagged them. So, Red <laughs> Rooster. All right, long story short. So, Red Rooster, for
1: the people that are saying that I sold out to Red Rooster.
0: <laughs> but nobody I'm... eats Red Rooster anyway. <laughs> exactly. And you can't so, judge my mind. Exactly. So, that
1: was, So the joke was I've made a couple of videos where about fast food in Australia, and i will talked about Red Rooster. And the funny part is I didn't even talk about Red Rooster. I just put a Red Rooster blank to say no, no one goes there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's almost like the tumbleweed effect, right? <laughs> I just put the Red Rooster and then I'll talk about everything else. And then Red Rooster happened to reach out. And then they were like, oh, you know, like we've seen the content and they've also been trying to play. Good thing about social media, even though I might not follow some people, I still keep an eye because at the end of the day, it is my space <laughs> and I need to, you know, stay. Like, keep an eye on what's going on. Keep and I've seen that. Posts, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'll see that they're playing on the trend of, ah, oh, you know, they'll have someone with a microphone going into Red Rooster. i oh, see there's customers. Hey, oh, wow. and then, like, the goal, will be like, oh, hey, you know, like, what brings you to Red Rooster today? And there'll be a guy with a water gun behind him. Like, say it, say it. And they'll be like, oh, I came to Red Rooster. So they're playing in on yeah, that. Yeah. And I think they realise that there is power in, you know what, just owning your chinks in the armour. You know what, mm. if Teddy says there's no customers, we're going to play on that because they got a laugh already. So they reached out to me and they're like, hey, you know what? Let's do a collaboration. And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm like, you know, what can we do? What will make it a win for you guys? Yeah, and yeah. they're like, you know, we're not saying, oh, we changed your mind. We, you know, we don't want to play that. But just say, hey, like, you know what? I gave it a crack for the first time, which genuinely I've never had Red Rooster except for their chips. Oh, wow. Like, you know, just make a video that say you tried it. Give us your honest review. Tell us which store you're going to. We'll hook it up and everything and then post it. And, you know, that video ended up getting a couple million views. Yeah. Oh, really. wow. Uh, we ended up turning a negative into a positive. SubhanAllah. How our social media?
0: SubhanAllah. Yeah, it's an amazing story. Amazing You never know. Well, you turn your enemies <laughs> to foes. <pose. laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? And I, it. I, I love that fact that, subhanAllah, it's amazing. We do that even with our own social media where you play on people's comments and and make fun of that at the same time and, and it's, it's huge yeah, it is huge it's huge you know? if,
1: if you can't make fun of yourself then you're probably not for the internet yeah? yeah you know if you can't poke fun at yourself and be like oh you know this is me this is like when people are like oh yeah you're like oh you, you know you've got such a like you know you've got a, this accent and i'm like yeah like i'm from the area <laughs> and then they're like oh, i bet or like they'll be like you've got this accent i bet you're from broad meadows i'm like well yeah i am you know, and I like, I stab people for fun and I rob them. And then they're like, oh, and I'm, I'm joking, man, relax. But, you know, like, you know, you sometimes you got, you got to poke fun at yourself. And, you yeah. know, pe- people always talk about like certain things and intricacies, the way I talk, the way I pronounce things. And you know what? And I say, yeah, like that's the way I pronounce it. And I have fun with it. Amazing. And like people genuinely think I sit there and take offense. And at the end of the day, it's just a comment, man. Like not everyone's going to like you. Amen, I amen. I you, know? you know, at the end of the day, you do what you feel right is within you. Yeah. And then leave the rest up to the yeah. man so, above. So, at thirty now. How do you keep yourself grounded,
2: with all the celebrity status that you're getting?
1: I live a modest lifestyle. I'm, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and BS anyone. You know, I live a super modest lifestyle. You know, I like, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, You know, I just home, pray five times a day, train, um, go to the mosque when I can. Um, I just focus on the craft. Is it a Derrimut? Yeah, pardon? Derrimut. I train anywhere, man. <laughs> I train anywhere. Like, I, I genuinely just train anywhere now. Like at the start, I had that identity attachment to Derrimut, but now it's just like I've let go, and I'm just like, cool. I can just train wherever, nice. you know. Like, yes, they have a stellar facility and everything. Yes, I did, did used to work there, but you know what? At the end of the day, I get it in when I can, especially as a parent. Yeah, yeah man, you, you know, do. When you've really? got when you've got no choice, get it in when you can, however you can, and He's yeah, like, man, like, I'm love. just. Like I said, I live a modest lifestyle. I, I, so, really I think,
0: I think you know, we've got to give a shout out to you as well. mashallah. I know you're doing amazing, Steve, amazing stuff and you're going to get a tour happening again as well. Inshallah. You said you're telling us that you're going to do another yes. tour? Yes.
1: So I did the You Can't Change My Mind tour last year. Yep. It was epic. Sold out Perth. Sold out Sydney. And everything else was at 90% capacity. Um, for this year, inshallah, we're looking at Australia and potentially Auckland. Um, nice. I'll be doing a couple of things in Malaysia, but they'll be like super just pop up. Like, I'm not going to announce anything. I'll just rock up to the club and nice, nice, comedy nice. club <laughs> and just, you know, have He's a laugh. He's going to clubs! I don't believe we're all over that. So, um, yeah, just go do like my five, ten minute sets and, you know, just try out different crowds and, you know, just Crazy. get the reps and sets in. But, yeah, inshallah, another tour this year. Awesome. Um, yeah. So you're perfect tours. We're majority, like Sydney, with a lot of Muslim libos? There, everyone, man. Like, uh, you know, I keep my topics. It doesn't matter where you are, where you're from, who, you know, who you belong to, what tribe you belong to. At the end of the day, I talk about life in Australia. Yeah. yeah? And, know, yeah, we are more alike than we are different. I, mean, I think that's what people tend to forget. Yeah. You know, no matter what religion, what nationality and everything, chances are we had a very similar upbringing. Yeah. And, you know, very similar ex- life experiences. And as long as you're middle class, to upper class, even to lower class, we probably go through the same thing. You know, yeah. like I highly doubt you've got some super secret, <laughs> you know, grocery store you go to. You still get your groceries <laughs> and coals. So when I make a video about coals, you're like, oh, this guy's got a point. Yeah. Right. Amazing. So, you know, we all have the same shared experiences. And that's what I try to bring to the forefront. With a bit of humour. So your predominantly audience are uh, Australia based, really. Eighty percent Australia. Four. Uh, I only know this because it's fresh on my mind. Um, eighty Sorry, seventy nine percent Australia. Four point five percent America. Uh, I think four percent New Zealand or UK. And then there's like a three point something percent New Zealand. Like say the New Zealand or UK. Like yeah, I don't know, they're yeah, one yeah. or the other. Then I've got like a two percent in South Africa.
0: Wow. Oh wow. And
1: then I've got like a bunch of random other small segments my, my parts of the world that watch my videos. So oh, wow. oh, uh, can, yeah. can
0: you share something with us? Like as you've done on your tour that you haven't shared online yet, or maybe like a little, a little joke that you've used. Or, I, don't <laughs> know. Uh, uh,
1: I think most of them I've turned into videos. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah no, Honestly, yes. like most of the content I think, I think the, one of the main things that I did was the broad, uh, the broad Meadows McDonald's story. So my first ever job was at broad Meadows McDonald's. Okay. This gentleman come in, ordered this food. and walked off. I come out to the front to get drinks for the boys in the back. He comes up to, to the front. He looks at me. He's like, brother, you made me eat bacon. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, bro, what are you on about? He shows me his receipt. And I'm like, let me have a look what you ordered. I look at what he ordered thinking like, you know, you never know. Like maybe yeah. I look at it. I look at the receipt. Caesar wrap. Caesar wrap. So this gentleman ordered the Caesar wrap. He's yeah. like, I've been a good Muslim my whole life. Because of you, I'm going to Jahannam because you made me eat bacon. <laughs> this guy's going off. He's wow. going off I'm First like, day of job uh, f- f- No 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 This was like a couple weeks Oh uh, okay And I'm just looking at him like I'm baffled You know like you order the Caesar wrap You know like you should know What you, you're ordering <laughs> And then like this is when I knew Something wrong with me so I just turned to him And I'm just like bro If you're worried about the bacon The chicken isn't halal as well <laughs> <laughs> I'm like do you think We've got like Brandon on minimum wage In the back <laughs> No the back Chasing chickens Saying Bismillah Allah Akbar And chopping them up On minimum wage To make your halal Hand cut chicken oh. I'm like dude Like you know And that was one of the jokes That I said And like obviously You know the The funny part there Was Muslims and non-Muslims could relate because yes. non-Muslims are like oh you know what's the whole crazy part about like you know eating halal and the specificity of it yeah. and the Muslims can see it because they know friends that you know what like if it's not 120% halal yeah. uh, hand slaughtered yeah. like yeah. this I can't like I can't eat it and it's yeah. like dude you know yeah, yeah. No, we yeah. get that a lot yeah. Yeah, we of of course like, they <laughs> ask you about like very
2: specific but things that, with they the don't meat. pray only prayer. Yeah. Yeah. but they yes. want hand
1: slaughtered chicken I'm like $5. I'm like, man, very, very specific. And right. then, like, you tell them, all right, cool, we'll get hand slaughtered chicken, you know, but it's going to be like an extra $3. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, I'm not paying that premium price. And it's just yeah, like, well, you know, you, got, you you get what you pay for. And I love. think the joke, like, I had someone come up to me after a show about that joke. And they're like, you know, it's a bit sort of, uh, be you know, like, and, and like, like, it was a good joke, but, you know, you could probably rub someone the wrong way. And I'm like, look, the point of that joke, man, if you're so worried about like the, the method, of your food Like the way it's cooked Or the like, way it's prepared mm. You're probably better off Eating at home yeah. I don't even mean that In a disrespectful way yeah. Like that, that, that's the whole point That I was trying to get over To the man Like this gentleman Has probably been eating a Macca's this whole time <laughs> Never asked if anything's halal But he's worried about the bacon yeah, it's a So halal. you know SubhanAllah well, yeah. <laughs> That's good
0: story so, <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, perks of you know Growing up in the north And working in the north It is It is We all have so many Amazing funny stories That we've uh, yeah. we've gone through SubhanAllah <laughs> Allah bari uh, so I know also Another shout out I think that you've got A, a teddy top That you've bought out
1: Yes yeah, So, so any, they're, they're the tour tops Yeah tour tops so yeah. I've got two boxes left yep. um, I'm definitely going to bring some For you Inshallah boys a bit you For know. everyone um, Inshallah So I've, they're, they're sort of Like from the tour Nice um, Overprinted By uh, like, we, like we sold heaps On the tour So like nice. now I've got These two boxes And I'm like You know what um, yeah, I'm never going to go on that tour again so no. it's sort of like because there's yeah. a lot of people that had stuff on and you know, some people that just weren't even aware of the tour right? yeah well I wasn't Not aware yeah. 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 so you know it's just like also did you like do Melbourne as well? did Melbourne did the Palais wow. Theatre oh, Nice, right next to the Luna Park man. oh wow yeah. Yeah, that like we new, yeah. bro. so we'll put
0: the link inshallah yeah. online, next one we get for tickets know, know, nah, like next one right? bring the whole team man inshallah yeah hopefully
1: looking at to do the forum or Athenaeum I'll probably be the first uh Muslims will do it If anything All Oh no, no not the forum If I do the Athanaim Definitely May yeah. Allah, Allah, Allah. Allah, Allah. Allah. Allah, ble-
2: Allah bless Everything you do bro Amen May Allah, Allah. Allah bless Everything we do Allah. Allah. Allah.
0: Uh, We love to end The podcast On a special thing That we do uh, Which we ask you A question And the question We ask you As a guest Is a I am statement Yeah um, An I am statement That uh, Describes you In a single Concise uh, Self yeah. But before we let you say it, we would like to thank our amazing uh, guest, of course, and also all our viewers that are watching the podcast. And we please remind you to subscribe, share and comment and give us your feedback. And if you have any questions for Teddy, we're more than happy to put them through to him and get him to answer them, inshallah. And we'll give you some links to all his uh, channels, inshallah. So on that note, we end podcast on an I Am statement from you that is concise in a single sentence about you.
1: Okay, I am a father, husband and a content creator that that will strive to always keep a white belt mentality. I will forever be learning about my craft and that's what will make me one of the greatest content creators to ever come out of this country. uh,
0: Inshallah. I just want
2: to ask one more question, which is very important. Um, For the youth coming up in this space, what advice would you give them uh, with your experience and wealth of knowledge, mashallah, over 20 years now, coming back and forth, what would what would what advice would you give them? If you are between the age of
1: 14 onwards, uh, there isn't even a space. So if you're legally allowed to use a device and be on social media by your parents, And you want to be a content creator the best thing you can do today is get started by recording yourself and putting yourself out there find the niche something that you are passionate about something that when i say passionate it's it's very easy for me to just sit here and tell you like speak about something that you're passionate about find something that that you're going to work towards but doesn't feel like work i make videos the way i do because it doesn't feel like work so if you're doing that record yourself doing whatever whether it's gaming whether you know you're streaming, playing Legos, or whether you're Pokemon cards, whatever you're into, put that out there. Whether you're a personality, if you're not a personality, become a personality. Make a character. You know, there is no shame in making a character and making fun of that one person in your life that you're like, oh my God, you know, if I make videos about them, they'll be hilarious. Create that avatar, post videos online. If you have an internet connection and a device in your pocket. There is literally nothing stopping you except for yourself, okay? Once you put that out there, there's going to be people that are going to come out and say, oh, this is bad. This is good. You know, this is is the best thing that I've seen. This is the worst thing that I've seen. And especially people closest to you will always turn around and be the first to critique you. But unless they are in a spot where you want to be, do not take anything (laughs) to heart. Full stop. And the obstacle is the way. Keep
2: going.
0: Good advice.
2: Brick by brick, yeah. you get there.
0: Amazing ben advice. Izakulach.
2: I totally agree. I just want to touch on that. When me and Ahmed first opened Burgies, um, we've been doing it for about three, four years. We're probably one of the first halal gourmet burger places in the north. And, um, you know, like you said, a lot of people would come, oh, your burgers are no good, whatever. And I'm like, oh, how many places do you have? You know, how many cafes do you have? None. And me and Ahmed would, like, never take that advice until about four years into the business, we had a friend come from Sydney, owned seven cafes, came to our business and said, can I come in your kitchen? of yeah. And he dissected our business in a matter of 30 minutes. Boys, you need to do this to do this. And me and I take taking notes. And one of my staff goes, how much advice has been given to you is why did you take only this guy? I said, the guy's got seven cafes. He's been in 25 years of food. It'd be silly of me not to take. But some, <laughs> okay, we get. Oh, my burgers at home are better than yours. I mean, yeah, yeah, we eat a lot. But you haven't right. got a burger. You don't understand business. You don't understand what we're trying to achieve here: yeah. consistency and quality, consistency, in service, cost-effective staff and the management. There's a lot of things going. So I'll better A great advice for this youth. Thank you very much for coming out, bro. Well, uh, I was really an honor to meet you and pleasure to meet you, Subhanallah. I like better thank you again, and I'll let my older brother finish, inshallah.
0: Allah bless you, Allah. Uh, jazakallah khair, Allah bless you, and uh, thank you very much. as alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.